Thank you for your kind words. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Awesome. Buenos dias. Wasn't that great, the marimba uh, ensemble and uh, the worship? How awesome is that? It's an honor to be here with you this morning. In just a second, I'm going to talk to you about how to celebrate your heritage, but even more so how to create a legacy. But before I do that, let me just tell you a little about me. My name is Luis Guillermo Peñaranda Leal Supelano Sanchez Ortega Jimenez. I was that excited when I came to IWOO, except they told me that they could not fit that in the email. So it got shortened, but imagine Luis Guillermo Peñaranda Leal Supelano Sanchez Ortega Jimenez at inwest.edu. That would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, in, in fact, this is what it is. It's Hispanic Heritage Month, and ever since I was a little boy, I'd known my names. But the names are really a genealogy in my family. So Peñaranda runs through my father's last name all the way up, and then Leal, it would be my mom's father, my grandfather on my mom's side, and I carry that name. And it just kind of goes back and forth, and I kind of carry that genealogy in my names. And in a sense, when people say, who are you, I have to say, I am them, Hispanic heritage. And by the way, this is very prevalent in the Bible. When you read the Bible, you will bump into these genealogies. Sometimes if you started the year, like, I'm going to read the Bible in a year, and you get to the genealogy, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, dear Jesus, I'm going to skip to the New Testament. Because <laughs> you have no idea what's doing in there, like all these names. But what they're doing is they're keeping track of their heritage, but they're looking forward to their legacy. And that's what we're going to do. Today, uh, ever since I was a little boy, I've gone by Luigi. Luigi. So I introduce myself as Luigi, and when I do that, everybody always asks me two questions. Are you Italian? And the answer is no. And then they ask me, do you have a brother named Mario? And the answer is no. I'm not Italian. I was born, whoops, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I know it's silly, but check this out. During Hispanic Heritage Month, we celebrate Hispanic heritage, obviously. But the reality is that every single country in Latin America might as well be a different galaxy. Yes, we celebrate together, but we are so different, and different and together somehow works out really well. So now I'll show you, I was actually born in Colombia, South America, and when I tell people, thank you, well, you guys are a cheerful crowd, I like that. When I tell people that I'm from Colombia, they usually ask me two questions. First one is, do you like coffee? This didn't work. Of course I like coffee. Like, we don't even use, uh, 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 like, formula for the babies. You got to choose between bold or light. Right? That's, that's Colombia for you. And the other question that they ask me is, have you ever done drugs? To which I reply, no. Have you? 
don't know why this skipped. It skipped a slide. I want to show you my family real quick. Could you help me find my family? Because <laughs> I can't find them. Uh, I marry a beautiful woman from uh, Texas, and we have three children. Mateo, uh, if you could find it, it would be helpful. Sophia and Elena, and they are awesome kids. A few months ago, they were bugging me about buying fish. We have a fish tank, but we had no fish, and they were saying, we need to buy some fish, and I... I just didn't like it because I have to take care of the fish tank. But I was like, okay, okay, let's go to the pet store and get some, uh, you know, fish. Uh, and I, I gave him a little challenge. Here's the challenge. I'll let you have fish back in the house if you name them with Hispanic names. So they were like, no, dad, that's like... No, like we don't want to do that. I was like, okay, this is the only deal. I'll take you to buy the fish if you name them with Latino names. So then my little daughter, Elena, she's six, and I wish you could see a picture. <coughs> Cue for find my family. <laughs> because Elena started going through like all the little Latino names that she knows. And, and, and she doesn't know that many, so she went through the entire movie of Coco. Just kind of trying to figure out. So we ended up with a fish named Coco, and that was good. Now my daughter Sofia, she's trying to learn how to roll her R's. Rápido, ruedan los carros cargados. Right? So she chose the name Roberto Carlos. We have a fish name, Roberto Carlos. And then my son was disappointed. He's 10. And he's like, I really want to name my fish Kyle. <laughs> like, what kind of Latino name is Kyle? Come on, right? He's like, but I, want, I like Kyle. I said, Mateo, you're not going to do that. This is a Latino fish tank, right? <laughs> We're going to do it my way. And then he went away for a little while and came back, and he said, I got it. The name of my fish is Kile. And I was like, what? I was like, you mean, you mean Pelé, like the soccer player? No, Kile. I'm like, Kile, where do you get that from? Like, Chila Kile? Or like, where, where is he getting this? And I was like, but it does sound Latino, Kile. So I said, it's fine, let's call him Kile. And then I asked him, how do you spell it? K-Y-L-E, Kile. <laughs> And he won that day. By the way, I love the, the name. Uh, if you're Achille here in the house, we love your name. I want to talk to you about celebrating your heritage. Um, I have to be honest with you, before I moved to the United States, I did not know that, uh, that there was a celebration of Hispa Hispanic heritage. Even though I come from a Hispanic background, and I'm really proud of that, it was not until I came to the United States that I became aware there's a celebration for Hispanic heritage. And what is really amazing is sometimes it takes for you to be removed from a place that you're really familiar, that you enjoy the benefits of a heritage to begin to appreciate it. Sometimes you have to be displaced or moved or find yourself in a way in which you realize, man, 
I have received a great heritage. For example, you probably have not thanked your parents for the wonderful things that they gave you, the way that you've done it when you came, and then all of a sudden, it's like, man, I miss mom's cooking or dad's, right? Because all of a sudden, you begin to appreciate things that have been given to you. I want you to look at that picture because it shows you two spectrums, two, two sides of one receiving a heritage. And the awesome thing about heritage is that you don't do anything for it. You just receive it. It's something that happens to you. We all have heritages. We receive things. We're enjoying things in life that you did not work for. You just received a heritage, and it could be a long heritage from uh, just the country, a heritage from your family. Look, you walk into Iwu and you go to the Jackson Library, right? And you don't even know who the Jackson person is, but there's a, a legacy, a heritage that's been passed on to you, and maybe you'll find out who this, it was built in the honor of Michael Jackson, come on. No, you don't, even, you don't even know, but someone passed on something that benefits you, and here's where we begin to celebrate heritage. Celebration of heritage simply means that you've received things that you did not work for, but they're a blessing into your life. But I want to challenge you to think. Sometimes we celebrate blessings, but we stop thinking, how do I become a blessing and leave a legacy? And what I want my children and the future generations is to receive a legacy that's such a blessing in their life. And you and I get the opportunity of blessing others with a legacy. But there's a few things that I really believe we need to learn about legacy. I want to talk about a story. This is my favorite story in the Bible. And it is the story of my favorite favorite theologian in scripture, and it is, it is found in the book of Genesis. If you want to write it down and look it up later, I'm going to be going over the passage, passage in Genesis chapter 16. And let me just give you the background because this is awesome. In Genesis, we're going to have the story of Abraham. By the way, he's not my favorite theologian. But Abraham has the privilege of receiving from God a promise that he will leave heritage, that he is going to impact the nations. In fact, God tells him early on, I want you to leave your family. I want you to go to a foreign place. Yes, you will feel like a foreigner, but check this out. I'm going to give you a land that is going to be prosperous, and you are going to be a blessing to the rest of the world. This is Abraham. So he moves, he's going to the promised land, he's in the promised land. He's supposed to leave a great legacy for all the world. And here's where the story gets really interesting. The man that's supposed to leave a blessing for everyone has a little family dilemma with his own wife, Sarah, Sarah. And they realize that they are blessed. God has blessed them with a the land. God has blessed them tremendously, but they can't have children. In other words, they are enjoying a tremendous heritage that God gave them, but they cannot pass on the legacy to a future generation. And Abraham and Sarah have a dilemma. And you know a little bit this story. Sarah has this crazy idea of saying, hey, Abraham, we're getting old. And... This isn't happening. 
And, but I got this servant. She's young. She can have kids. How about you? Like, we'll, we'll do a little ceremony. You marry her. <laughs> do your thing. But the baby will be our legacy. By the way, the Bible is full of stories that are like adult rated. I discovered that the hard way. I, uh, my son Mateo was watching. I don't know why. They love watching YouTube. And especially they love watching other kids playing in YouTube. It's, it's absurd. Like I have to tell him, don't watch kids playing video games. Go play video games. All right. So he's watching. And I don't like YouTube because he has all this advertisement of things that is like, oh, don't look at that. So I told Mateo one time, go read your Bible. And he had this Lego Bible illustrated. And he went to the Lego Bible, began to read Genesis, and came back to me. And he told me, like, do you know about circumcision? <laughs> what are you? And do you know about, like, all the infidelity? And all? I was like, what are you doing reading that? Go watch YouTube. But we're going to enter into one of the most spicy stories of the Bible. <laughs> and it's right there. Because Abraham, who is supposed to be a blessing to all the nations, and Sarah, they have this idea, and all of a sudden they grab this young woman. And the Bible tells us that she's an Egyptian. By the way, she's in the land of blessing with Abraham and Sarah, but she's a foreigner. And don't miss the irony, because she's an Egyptian, but she's also a slave to Sarah. Later on, if you keep reading the Bible, the very same children of Abraham will be oppressed in Egypt. But the story begins with the promised land and the blessing of God over Abraham, but they will be the oppressors over this little Egyptian girl. And they took her and they used her. And all of a sudden she is pregnant. But she is not about to enjoy the heritage of Abraham because that kid will be taken from her to be the heir of Abraham's blessing. And what begins to happen, this is like a novella, it's awesome. Because what happens is, there's this little uh, tension between Sarah and Hagar. That's her name. She's my favorite theologian in the Bible, by the way. Hagar. And Sarah looks at Hagar. And Hagar is pregnant. And Sarah is not pregnant. And she looks down on Hagar. And Hagar feels bad. And she looks down on Sarah and says, I got the baby. You got nothing. And then Sarah says, but ah, I am the one that lives the heritage. You got nothing. And they all of a sudden begin to have a time in, in which they are having difficult times. And the whole story tells us that Sarah, frustrated with this Egyptian slave who is pregnant with the heir of all the heritage, that she is being mistreated by her. But Sarah at the same time is mistreating this woman, Hagar. And Abraham says, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. So Sarah is harsh on her and finally Hagar flees to the wilderness. Now listen to me. 
Because this is the story of our heritage. Abraham and Sarah are supposed to produce a blessing to all the nations. But isn't it amazing that sometimes when we're supposed to produce blessing, we can also bring suffering. See, some of you are celebrating heritage. Man, we've received so many good things. Thank goodness. And listen, we need to learn how to celebrate our heritage. But how many of you are aware that with the whole heritage, every once in a while, you receive some things that are not such a blessing? In other words, it is possible that you've been dealt a crappy hand. See, I love my heritage, but not everything from it is great. See, it is possible to have a blessing and also to wound people. This happens at churches and Christian institutions. Sometimes we're building great things for Jesus and we forget to look that there are bodies laying down underneath all our ministries that we build. Oh, but what a blessing. Look at the many. Yeah, but there's a few of them fleeing into the wilderness saying, God, I will never do that again. God, why am I alone? God, why did I not get a blessing out of that blessing they were building? Are you with me? So Hagar, who is supposed to receive the blessing, is not getting the blessing from Abraham. And she goes into the wilderness, and the Bible tells us that she's, she's running away, and most likely she's heading all the way to Egypt. And God, in his infinite mercy, he will send a messenger. He will send an aid. The Bible calls him an angel, someone that comes and finds her in the middle of the wilderness. And she found a spring, a well. There was water there, but she's in the wilderness. And she's asking herself, does anybody care? Does anybody see? And here is where the legacy begins to happen. Because you could find yourself in a place that is a desert. You could find yourself knowing that there was a chance to receive a blessing, but you've been dealt a crappy hand. And like Hagar, you find yourself sometimes in the wilderness. And it is hard to celebrate your heritage when you're just in the wilderness. But the Bible teaches us that this aid of God came and says, hey, hey, Hagar, Hagar. What are you going? And she's saying, I'm fleeing from Sarah. I'm heading the other way. And the angel says, hey, slow down. Slow down. You know that baby? You know that baby? He's going to be a blessing. In fact, here's what God is going to do. You are going to take that baby and you're going to name him Ishmael. I thought she was going to name him Kile. But he, she named him Ishmael. And Ishmael means God hears. See, she's in the wilderness. She did not get the blessing. She's in the middle of the wilderness. And, and the angel tells her, hey, this baby, this baby is an answer to God's. God heard you. You're crying out and God hears you. And then the angel says, not, not only that, not only that, you'll call him Ishmael, but he is gonna, he's going to become a nation. You, in fact, will receive the blessing 
Not the blessing of Abraham, if you will, but it is the blessing of God. And by the way, the blessing of Abraham, it is a blessing of God to Abraham. It is not Abraham's capacity to bless others because remember, they could not even produce life until God intervenes. But Hagar, oh man, Hagar. Did I tell you that she's my favorite theologian? Hagar all of a sudden is in the middle of the wilderness. And she does something amazing. Amazing. In verse 13, she called the name of the Lord, Yahweh, who spoke to her. And she says, El Roi, you are the God that sees me. Imagine she's fleeing, forgotten, abandoned, with not great heritage. She did not get that blessing, but it is in the wilderness that God appears to her. And then all the, the sudden she realizes, he is the God who sees me. And her legacy begins to be built. You know, in the Bible, check this out, in the Bible... Usually God is the one that changes the names of people. He changes the direction of people's life. But I love Hagar. She's my favorite theologian. She changed the name of God. He is not just Yahweh who has blessings to you. He is Yahweh who sees you and me in the middle of our situation. And this begins to change her story. This is true theology. He is the God who sees me. And even though she's in the wilderness, she looks at the well and says, it could be a well to you and me. It could be a wilderness to you and me. But for her, this is the well of the living God that sees me. And she found a holy place in the middle of her crappy hand. So here's my teaching today. Man, you and I are so blessed. We have a heritage. And in fact, we're celebrating Hispanic heritage. Those of you who take vacations to Florida, thank the Hispanics. Florida, California, Colorado, New Mexico. Thank them. But, but here is the real heritage. And you've been blessed to be a blessing. But in some aspects, you and I have also been dealt some pretty stinky hands. I invite you to enter into the theology of Hagar. Find yourself as you go through these years at Iwu. Find yourself, whatever you are, crying out to the God who hears you. You see, you're here to get a great education. That's great. And you think that your great education is the legacy that you're going to leave. That's great. But I think there's a greater legacy. If you get to encounter the living God in the middle of this campus, somehow he will find you and see you and transform you in a way that says, look, no other blessing coming behind is as great as the blessing that God is putting ahead of you. Because Hagar did not get that blessing. But she got the blessing of the legacy. So my challenge to you is not, not just work hard to, to build great things for yourself. Have an encounter with the living God at the Jackson Library. And that will become a holy Jackson Library of the living that sees me. 
And I guarantee you, you will find yourself in the middle of the blessing and the legacy of God Almighty. Would you stand? And we're going to worship with one more song to the living God that sees you.